244 years. We've always had a... No, I thought I had a thing, but I... Uh, what I happened? Just, that's not the thing I thought it was. It went sideways. Oh, hey, a beloved listener sent this along. I thought it was pretty funny. We ought to use this clip. Number 30, Sean, if you would be so kind. I'll be back. You can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when they get in, I'm back on the streets with all my criminal buddies. <laughs> that is a line <laughs> from Sign The Simpsons that would not be written today. No, you can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And I'll be back on the streets with all my criminal friends. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, yes, we will be wearing that one out. My kids love the sideshow Bob wants to kill Bart stuff. Just love that <laughs> what's stuff. Not, what's not to like? Exactly. It's I, I'm amazed by how hilarious my kids think The Simpsons is. Oh, that's great. Or is. The Simpsons is a TV show. What was the animating factor that initially turned sideshow Bob against Bart? Did, did you go, did you go over that in your rewatch? I can't remember what if there was a specific. I, we, thing? That's funny. Henry said that. He said, "Can we see the episode where we find out why sideshow Bob wants to kill Bart?" And I said, "Is there an episode? I thought they'll have to go back to that because we joined. He was already trying to kill Bart when, and he was in prison. He had just gotten out of prison when we joined it. And I then think we've you learn it the first episode that there are enmity." Is shown, but I can't remember. Okay, no, so it stems from. When, Doesn't Bart get him with a prank or something? No, Sideshow Bob, uh, having had enough of being Krusty the Clown's sidekick, attempted to murder Krusty, and oh, Bart we, was the one who <sighs> foiled it. We haven't watched oh, right. that yet. Bart foiled it and got him thrown in prison. That's right. Yes. Right. You have die, Bart, die. Carved on your chest. No, it's German for the Bart. The. <laughs> well, nobody that's German could be an awful man, says one of the jurors. <laughs> this is why when my kids were little, I laid down an edict, an executive action, if you will, saying, all right, no more Simpsons quotes at the table. Oh, really? Our entire conversation <laughs> consists of Simpsons quotes. Stop it. That's funny. Uh, change then of- Caitlin will try to slip one in. I'd be like, wait a minute. I recognize that. You're busted, kid. Um, we practically need transition music. You know, we, we actually do need transition music. Transitioning from silly to serious, if you could. No, this is serious to silly. It'll do. Like this. He was a communist, and that's serious. David Communism Fr- caused the deaths of many people, Jack. And that's serious. Yes. Uh, David French is a constitutional lawyer. He writes for the Dispatch Now. Um, his headline yesterday, a lawful decision in Kentucky, but an unjust one, arguing that the grand jury's decision in the Breonna Taylor case, where one of the three officers involved was indicted for one endangerment, but no one was charged for her death, was both lawful and deeply unjust. You know what I really like about David French is I agree with him about a third of the time. I'm neutral about a third of the time, and I disagree with him about a third mm-hmm. of the time. So he's always thought-provoking. Referencing uh, something he'd written before, he makes the case that although the police officers involved in the specific case likely follow the law as written, the law as written places police and lawfully armed citizens on a violent collision course. This is what I've been asking about. 
In a series of opinions reaching back more than two decades, the Supreme Court has permitted the use of no-knock police raids, not just to preserve life, but also to preserve evidence. It has also granted officers specific legal privileges, even when they violated citizens' constitutional rights, including exemptions from uh, a rule which blocks the use of unlawfully obtained evidence in criminal trials, uh, exemptions from attempts to impose heightened obligations, blah, blah, blah. Let me skip all that. Police departments across the country have taken advantage of this wide latitude. They've sought no-knock warrants liberally. They've blurred the line between no-knock and knock-and-announce with quick-knock practices. And they've engaged in surprise, late-night, violent entries into private dwellings for the sole purpose of preserving evidence. Which David says should not happen. There is unquestionably an interest in preserving evidence, but it has to be balanced against creating that collision course you're talking about. It's a good point. Uh, uh, David French notes that the District of Columbia versus Heller Supreme Court decision guaranteed citizens a constitutional right to defend themselves at home with a handgun. Other states have enacted stand-your-ground laws or laws recognizing the Castle Doctrine, which states that, in general, uh, it holds that a person does not have a duty to retreat when he is lawfully present in a, in a place and he reasonably believes he faces an imminent threat of death or serious bodily harm. The result, if cops are raiding a home in the middle of the night, executing a no-knock or a quick-knock warrant, but the armed homeowner is unaware they are a police, he or she has a right to open fire. And once police are fired upon, they can also shoot back. A gun battle commence, can commence with both parties acting completely lawfully, Correct. David French writes. Correct. And I don't want to be in a situation where I'm in a lawful gun battle with, with more guns and people who are trained to use them versus my inadequate abilities. Right. A quick knock. That's exactly the question we were asking yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And and the young man involved, the current boyfriend, who um, I believe to be blameless, he's, he's, he's involved in no criminality, he has no record, he was a legal gun owner, et cetera, et cetera. He clearly... Um, he, his reaction was, I didn't know it was the cops. So it sounds like a quick knock situation or whatever, or he was groggy and just didn't hear it, didn't comprehend it. But well, David this French, seems to be exactly the, yeah, yeah. yeah that appears to be description. That appears to be what tragically occurred in the case of Breonna Taylor. Um, here's the conclusion in the contest between the rights of a woman to sleep peacefully in her own home and for her boyfriend to defend it against violent entry and the right of the state to make a violent entry. The law should prefer the homeowner. No, that doesn't mean removing from police the ability to defend themselves. It means dramatically restricting their ability to make a violent entry in the first instance. It means revitalizing the Fourth Amendment and reviving its importance in our constitutional republic. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause support by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. You have to meet that standard. Yeah. Yesterday, the grand jury correctly applied the law to the facts and its decision not to charge the officers who fired fatal shots. But her death was still deeply unjust and the injustices will continue until the law is reformed. He's just he's basically saying we need to err more toward, uh, look, this is my home and I have a right to defend it than toward you get to come into it. Right. I would agree. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm a big fan of all the amendments, but the fourth, and it's been eroded awfully through the years. Yeah, yeah. What an, yeah. Well, sometimes it takes a really unfortunate situation to get people to take a serious look at the way we're doing yeah, things. Yeah, that, that, yeah. You know, you got you to gotta throw in, though, 
The warrant, which was lawfully executed, was part of an investigation into a drug ring that was killing many, many people with fentanyl. So it was serious stuff. Um, Sure sounds like it to be a difficult judgment call in all of these cases. Does this rise to the level of we get to show up in the middle of the night, knock on the door, say we're police going in, knowing that that's not, you know, people who are portrayed as, well, they knocked and announced they were police. What the hell does that mean to me? Even if you gave me like three minutes to deal with it. Okay, great. I got somebody pounding on my door saying it's a police. I don't have any idea if it's police. I don't know why they're here. Right. I'm so shocked that they'd be here. I can hardly comprehend it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let me uh, let me advocate for the uh, the police side of it, though. All right. So you got this uh, dangerous fentanyl ring. Uh, hundreds of people have died of overdoses just in the last year in a middle-sized city like Louisville. Um, this is the drug ring that's selling a lot of it. If we can get in the door before they flush it down the toilet, we can bring these people to justice and save many, many lives. If we knock politely and say, hello, your local uh, sheriff's sure. department, sure. hello, is anyone home? Then the bad guys will get to continue being really bad guys. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's a balancing act, and it's a hard one. But it certainly needs to be looked at from all sides. Uh, here's a question for you, my friends. This is not the discussion they're having on cable news, by the way. Exactly. I was going to uh, offer that same thought in uh, in an allegedly clever way. Have you ever heard this conversation on CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, any of them? No, of course not. Of course not. It's not clickbaity enough. White men are hunting down black people. They actually said that on CNN. You can go ahead and kill all the black people you want. Yeah, that's that's what we take away from this. You know, the Republic did well for so long. We had a great run. (laughs) Don't say that. That that used to be funny when we'd say stuff like that. Goodbye, sweet America. Yeah, I don't say that anymore because it's too on the nose. No, we're we're too close to actually happening. I I tell you what, though. I feel like I'm a San Francisco Giants baseball fan. They won three World Series in five years. And then they went down the tubes. And... uh, I feel like we've had a great run. Front office says we're going to have a rebuilding year. We got this uh, second string right fielder from the Toronto Blue Jays. They say is pretty good. Eh, maybe it'll work out. I don't know, <laughs> but maybe not. Ah, well, the best you can do is the best you can do. We'll just try to keep the country together and, and try to, you know, speak the truth. You work hard, take care of your family, do your best. You have a happy life. Remember, you are not the economy and you are not the news. That is true. Have a good life. Uh, We've got clips of the week coming up, which we forgot about. Also, a man... pray, because we're doomed. Back Um, to you. um, (laughs) A man died from eating too much black licorice, which uh, the the FDA is now out warning us all about. Is the race of the licorice necessary to the discussion? Uh, But clips of the week next. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My house was declared uninhabitable by the insurance company. Have you ever had your home declared uninhabitable? Wow, I uh, I apologize for laughing. That's that's not good. 
I mean, I'm almost certain mine is, but it's never been officially <laughs> declared as such. <laughs> and I'm inhabiting it currently, which... Uh, Scofflaw. Exactly. Um, maybe we'll talk to you that after this. Maybe you ought to get tased. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Philadelphia is roughly seven Democrats for every one Republican. When we took a look at who applied to vote by mail, that disparity was 17 to one. To the Chinese Communist Party, I described their approach as co-option, co-opt us in with the lure of access to their market and short-term profits, and then coerce us, coerce us to adhere to the worldview and to make concessions that allow them to achieve competitive advantage against us. There could not have been a clearer mandate because the American people didn't just re-elect Republicans, they expanded our majority. Attorney General Barr is unfit for office. We've got the votes to confirm uh, Justice Ginsburg replacement before the election. Who writes it off? I don't know. The gov- the write-off people. What? Why are we having this conversation? And somebody needs to tell that to Farton Joe Biden. They've got televisions and closets and bathrooms on the floor, on the ceilings. I think Democrats should just cut to the chase and make everyone in America a Supreme Court justice. I mean, think about it. Because of Corona, most of us are already comfortable working in robes anyway, so... Oh, you've got punchline fever, temperature of 103. Comedy's the antidote and Corona's the vaccine. Bumblebee. Brand tuna. And you can throw that soccer, you can put a curve on it, you can do whatever the hell you want. Our patented burrito elevator is a twist on the entire burrito eating experience. That's your side for life right there. Oh, I got screwed. I blew the call. <laughs> yeah, five o'clock tomorrow. East Coast time, I assume. Trump announces, I assume, ACB, Amy Coney Barrett, as the next Supreme Court justice. She'll speak a little bit, and then the tearing her down begins. In some quarters, it already has. Reuters and Newsweek with some really journalistically disqualifying hit pieces on her religion with the flimsiest of reasoning. For saying the things they were saying. Is it because it inspired The Handmaid's Tale? Right. Just... Oh, Got some good stuff for you at armstrongandgetty.com, by the way, including uh, yesterday's One More Thing podcast, and, and uh, today's, hosted by Positive Sean, but yesterday's was everybody's uh, top ten all-time album list, and uh, was very interesting. If you like uh, music, you might find it interesting. Cool. Also, More Weird Al Yankovic than you would expect in a top ten album <laughs> discussion. <laughs> I was on my way home, Jack, when I was seized with regret for forgetting a couple of my favorite mm. albums, but it's the nature of the thing. Mm-hmm. I think top 25 would have been a lot less painful okay. than top 10. Anyway, uh, also the wildly popular Jerry Nadler video, Did He Soil Himself? His right cheek goes back into the left, back into the <laughs> left. You be the judge. Will I soil myself as I have no working bathrooms in my home? That is why the insurance company declared it uninhabitable. Uh, especially for uh, two adults and two kids to live there. we uh, Maybe you've heard me talk about this. Working we, bathrooms. What are you, the Queen of England? Come on. We had a leak in our toilet 
We have the plumbers come. They 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 take up the toilet. They say, oh, it's been leaking for a long time underneath. You might want to have somebody look at this. Like four people later, find out I've got a huge black mold problem, and they have to like tear out both entire bathrooms. Like a fifth of the house is being taken away. Boy, and um uh, and that's all plasticed off and everything like that. And we have no bathrooms, and so I've been uh, getting a hold of the insurance company trying to figure out. You know, you really need to have a bathroom as a first worlder. Um, you'd prefer it. And uh, so the, the, that at that point, they declare your home uninhabitable. And you have the option of either living in a hotel, which insurance pays for, but that's not really that handy for us Ugh. with animals and kids going to school and all that sort of stuff. I just I don't want to do that. I have to find a goat-friendly hotel. And we're using a, a, a bathroom in the barn to get by, but they pay you. They figure out what your home would rent for. I don't mm. know why they do this. Mm. If, you're gonna, if we're going to rent out our home and then they pay you that much back, I'm not exactly sure why, but at least I get some money for it. For, for continuing not to live there. Yeah. I wonder how I can get that right. going. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't give me any place to poo. You discovered but... a gold mine, Jack. A gold mine. <laughs> Having an uninhabitable home. It's terrible. Have you rented one of those fancy porta johns yet? I haven't yet. I probably should. Oh, We've been walking out to the barn and using the bathroom, and uh, it's not that handy. Yeah. Also, the bathing situation isn't that great. Well, you combine that with your power always getting shut off because you live in Cal Unicornia, you really... You're beleaguered. We're counting the hot tub as a bath probably too often. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. update that is it's kind of like the old uh i'd rather be right than happy mm. which never makes sense to me mm. i'd rather be happy than right but no not me uh well this is one of Being those right makes me happy yes a couple of declan related notes first of all my son declan is celebrating his 26th birthday today wow yeah wow happy birthday my lad your son is now older than when you and i started working together Mm. That's crazy. That's right. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, wow. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wait a minute. I, I blacked out for a moment. <laughs> but happy birthday, Big D. You're a fine man. Uh, Declan Garvey of the Dispatch was in Twitter jail for some time, and nobody can figure out why. A number of my favorite conservative thinkers have been banned temporarily from Twitter lately. Uh, very strange. Uh, Also, a note to the internet. I will not watch a commercial that is longer than the news video that I want to watch. The ratio is off. (laughs) Indeed, I will watch every 15-second commercial you want to throw at me. I will not watch a 30-second commercial to get a 30-second video. And I say that to be helpful. 15, yes. 30, no. I mentioned the other day I subscribed to YouTube, which I hadn't been a paying subscriber to. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm paying for a subscrip- uh, subscription. Um, and it's to, mostly to avoid the ads. Mm. I mean, there are other benefits to it. I get a lot of news stuff and everything like that. You get to, you get to skip all the ads. 
And uh, I just don't know if I can handle another subscription, you know. Look at you, Because they man. add up. Yeah. They add up. So yeah. I'm looking for another one to dump. But the ads, they kill me. I don't know why. Why does that 15-second ad just seem like it's going to end my life? I don't know. We run ads here, and people put up with it. Paid for your YouTube subscription. <laughs> huh? Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> uh, Robert Kraft, do you remember him, the owner of the New England Patriots? They dropped the charges in the whole, he went to a spa to see a hooker thing that was such a huge story. And was there a Trump angle to that? I don't, I don't even He's remember. He's a friend of Trump's. I don't even understand. Yeah. Why, I don't remember why that was a big deal at all at one point. Why was that a big deal? Uh, Rich guy gets busted for going to see well, a hooker. He's a Trump supporter. How is that a big... There's something else to that. We're missing a part of he it. He flew from Kansas City on the day of the AFC Championship game to go to this bizarre little masseuse parlor in some small town in Florida. Oh, yeah. One Strip particular mall, place. Uh, handitorium. Yeah, and got caught up in some sort of sting that was going on at that place. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird... Wait, what? You took your jet yeah. across state? What? Why just that place? Yeah, yeah, there's some sort of money laundering pie gal game going on in the basement there. <laughs> uh, they're breeding pandas. On the other hand, if old men want to get handies at a strip mall behind closed doors, seriously, if we're spending $5 enforcing those laws, it's too much. Mm. And this on the coronavirus. For much of the past few months, critics of the U.S.'s state and national coronavirus response have pointed to the relative squashing of the virus in other regions across the globe, particularly Europe. Oh, have you? why didn't we do it like Europe did it? Total shutdown. Similar culture and climate, and they did such a great job. Well, you can no longer point to Europe. After months of comparative calm, Europe's second wave of the virus appears to be well underway. Spain and France have surpassed the United States on a rate basis. New COVID-19 cases per million, and it's uh, and it's, well, it's getting hairy over there. Last week in England, they outlawed social gatherings of more than six people, indoor or out. Wow. Six! Bojo! Which is really something. Nationally banned across the whole... Can you imagine doing that in the United States? No gatherings of more than six in the whole country. Wow. Woo! Wow. Uh, and Spain's capital of Madrid began to enforce partial lockdowns earlier this week that affect 850,000 people. Sparking protests. You know, this is a really good ex- illustration of how dumb our political conversation is, too, because there are uh, left wing, lefter wing, right wing uh, regimes and governments and officials uh, involved in those countries, not to mention all the states of our union that have tried different things at different times. And, and the fact that it's all pro Trump, liberal, conservative just doesn't make any sense. It's a freaking disease. Can we just try to figure out how to deal with it and quit retreating into our ideological camps? I mean, like Bibi Netanyahu is a hard ass. Yeah, that is a super conservative regime in most ways. Um, and, and they're in total lockdown mode right now, just trying to defeat the vid. So, I don't know. Nobody has any idea. And we got this text. I decided to get on a plane this weekend. I was on an American Airlines flight that was plaque, packed. Every seat taken everybody's shoulder to shoulder yet i can't go to the movies wow yeah that's surprising to me uh i flew on american several weeks ago i assume they were all masked yeah uh southwest is still reserving the middle seat for for nobody 
I wouldn't dig sitting shoulder to shoulder in no, a packed plane. No, I'm not real comfortable with that idea. It's been pointed out that the airplane air is much more filtered than most air you're exposed to, but still, that's a lot of humans. Yeah, but they're not the immediate droplets from the person breathing beside me. Speaking moistly on you. And don't. Speaking moistly. And don't let your kid do the Benadryl TikTok challenge. The FDA has put out a warning both not to eat too much black licorice, which killed a guy in Ohio, and right. don't gobble licorice, don't swig Benadryl. Anything and else? That, that's it. <laughs> I've got the pound a nail in your eye challenge. Watch me. Kids are doing it all across America. Oh, boy. Speaking of Joe Biden and watching him, uh, Katie says she heard Barry Weiss uh, late of the New York Times doing an interview and the interviewer said, uh, uh, oh, no, she brought it up. She said, do you think Joe Biden's had work done? And she was adamant. She thinks he's had work done to his face. She, he has that look. Just saying. Interesting. I know he's plugs, but I don't know. Would that be our first president that's had plastic surgery? Uh, did Reagan have work? I don't think Reagan did. He dyed his hair. But uh, You can email us, by the way, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com anytime. There's something we ought to be talking about or you have a comment. Is that a disqualifier? Having plastic surgery? Getting your chin tucked? I don't, I don't know why it would be. I don't know. From Anonymous. Were Trump's comments about peaceful transition of power absurd? Absolutely. But let's talk about this transition of power. Was it hashtag not my president? Or possibly Hillary claiming the election was stolen from her? I think I saw it when it was popular to confront administration f- officials and kick them out of restaurants and other establishments. Maybe we saw it as the Democrats attempted to delegitimize Trump with years of Russia collusion stories. I'll bet we saw it as Democrats attempted to ruin the life and reputation of Brett Kavanaugh. And I for sure see it happening when the Democrats burn it down when Trump places a new Supreme Court justice on the bench. So yes, Trump said something insane, but how exactly has the other side shown any signs of transitioning since 2016? That's a pretty good point, Al Anonymous. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, Joe from Dayton says, No question that the unrequested ballots will impact the POTUS election. What I've yet to hear is the importance it could have on which way the two houses swing. More importantly, how will it impact my local drain commissioner contest? <laughs> drain commissioner? <laughs> <laughs> Well, some places have a sewers commissioner, right? I feel bad about not being more involved in local politics. That's where you make the most difference. True. Not bottom up, not top down. Yet I have never been involved enough to have any opinion on city council members or school board members or anything like that. And I'm I'm ashamed of that, including this year. You get the voter guide. There's a section. Well, right. But it's not the same as like, you know. Well, actually being involved, knowing who these people are and paying attention to them over the years and whether or not you want to keep them on there or not. Right. Having a sign in your yard, etc. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How about one more? Uh, Mary writes, hey, uh, Jack and Joe, Gavin Mussolini, by eliminating the sale of gas-powered cars, is going to have to figure out how to replace the enormous revenue stream of the always increasing gas taxes. How will California fix the roads? Sarcasm alert. Sarcasm alert. Well, that's pretty guys. good. You, Love you, Mary. You have the most expensive gas by far in America. The biggest because of tax. The, the biggest tax jump in gas in the history of the nation in one at one time last year, mm-hmm. and all that money's not being spent on roads. It's being wasted on all kinds of other crap. Every chance they get, sure. Yeah. Where is that going to come from? 
Another massive tax increase on the ballot in Cal Unicornia this time around, too, in November. It's just unbelievable. It's relentless. On the burn it down thing, referring to Reza Azalon, and I don't know how many people know who he is. He's a blue check mark. He's an author, thinker. He wrote a book several years ago that I talked about, and it was very controversial. Uh, it's called Zealot about Jesus, and he's he's got a PhD and in a, in, in, in a bunch of degrees in uh, religion and a bunch of different things. And he was a and I've watched I don't know how many interviews with this guy. Don't agree with all of his thoughts, but very like normal smart guy, lefty smart guy. But for whatever reason, he tweeted after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died that if they if Trump tries to jam a SCOTUS through before the election, we burn the effing thing down. And that got a lot of attention. It should. And then, so he tweeted this two days ago. Been a few days since I tweeted that if GOP tries to jam a SCOTUS through before election, we burn the effing thing down. And since the death of and since the death threats and Breitbart headlines about my tweet have now stopped, let me just say that if the GOP tries to jam the SCOTUS through, we burn the effing thing down. Wow, he's lost his mind. I don't know if he's. I saw one article where somebody was speculating that maybe he's gone crazy, but I don't know. And and as a lot of people have asked, what thing are you talking about? I mean, there's probably. Well, I'm certain there's nothing that should be burnt down uh, at all. But what thing are you talking about? I'm thinking you're thinking of something fairly large and important yes, to people. Perhaps the the country itself. Um, what are you talking about? You know, you, you touted his academic qualifications, and there are absolutely um, exceptions to this rule. But to me, the more degrees somebody has, the more their mind's been poisoned by the American bizarro university system. And his obviously has been. Wow. That's sick stuff, man. He's a, he's a Muslim who became a Christian and then went back to being a Muslim. But, you know, if this were however many years ago, um, people would be looking at the Islam angle of this, I suppose. I say we go ahead. Let's go ahead and look at it. Look at any angle you want. You got a guy threatening to burn the country down? Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's lost his mind. Text line, Ideology makes people do that. Text line 415-295-KFTC. How rough is it, Sean? How rough is this unnecessary censorship? It's not rough at all. That's the point. I guess it it depends on how twisted your mind is. Is that right? Yeah, you're asking me what what am I going to see when I look in the mirror? I don't know, Jack. (laughs) What do you see? This is Jimmy Kimmel's unnecessary censorship. The point of the bit. Okay. is that they bleep out clean words because that makes it seem as if it was dirty. Sometimes it's filthy dirty. I know! <laughs> like, I'm not sure we should air this filthy dirty. I but- say it. Thank you, Arnold. Actually, in that quote, he says, I say build it. Yeah. Exactly. I say it. <laughs> I like our clip better. <laughs> Oh, okay, boy. well, we're going to air this. Oh, boy, here we if go. You're, if you hear anything dirty, it's your own twisted mind. And you should probably, should, <laughs> he should probably see an analyst of some sort. Right. Billionaire Mike Bloomberg has stepped in to help f- in Florida. F- off their d- 
ahead of election day. Mayor de Blasio says he needs $9 billion yesterday to f*** the butthole. This is completely overwhelming, and I f*** you, f*** you, f*** you, f*** you, f*** you. They gave him a big fat and he comes out. And for two hours, he's better than ever before. You know? All right. <laughs> oh, my. Fill the budget hole. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, I don't know if you saw this going around. I accept pay less than my worth just to get a job. How the gig economy screwed over millennials. That was a headline in BuzzFeed News. It was <laughs> quoting somebody. I accept pay less than my worth just to get a job. How the gig economy screwed over millennials. And, of course, the response to that was what you'd expect, including things like, because no one ever took a job that paid less than they thought they were worth before your generation. Right. You're the first. Actually, she says our generation. Well, and because uh, she's young also. I'm sure somebody uh, pointed out, well, why don't we give every company you come in contact with the opportunity to bid on your labor and see what they think it's worth? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, we never did mention this either. One of the most popular podcasts in the world, Joe Rogan, he went to um, Sirius. Is that who hired him? Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Spotify hired him. He sold out, man. For like $100 million. Uh, one of the I'll reasons do it for half that. <laughs> one of the reasons he was so incredibly popular is just running his own podcast, which all you need to own is a computer. You don't, you don't even have to have a microphone. It helps the sound quality. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you have a smartphone, you could do it. But um, anyway, he was doing uh, his own podcast, and he could do or say anything because he didn't have advertisers really, uh, unless you know they wanted to. Uh, he had advertisers, but oh, they yeah. were but very, only if they wanted to. They were very well aware of <laughs> yeah, what yeah. they were getting. Hey, involved we'd like with. to be part of this. Okay, cool. Right. Um, and if you decide you don't want to be, don't be. But I'm going to keep saying whatever I want to say. Well, so he goes over to Spotify where they paid him theoretically a hundred million dollars, and now staffers are reportedly pushing to introduce direct editing oversight, in which they will have content flags, trigger warnings, references to fact-checked information, or not publish episodes at all if they deem them oh, inappropriate. Wow! Now, whether or not Joe Rogan is going to agree to that, or his contract allows that, or I don't know, but that'd be interesting. Something tells me discussions are underway. Yeah. Unfreaking book trigger warnings. You know you want a happy ending. I'm Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Final thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. That that haunting echo at the end. No, it's all about the echo. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Look at him keeping us on the air in the control room. It's Michelangelo. Michael? All right, Tuesday night, Joe Biden says he can't debate due to a prior commitment he forgot about. Sends his wife out to speak on his behalf. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And Trump can't attack a woman, so it works perfectly, you know? Uh, positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Yeah, it's one of the little things in life that just always surprises me pleasantly, and that's how Fridays always seem to arrive just in time, don't they? Yeah. Oh, amen to that, brother. Jack, a final thought to share? I was just counting the months on my fingers, so uh, one of the moms has put together a bunch of the boys getting uh, together for fun this afternoon, so Sam will be with a whole bunch of his friends for the first time in six months. Oy vey. That he's getting together with all these friends. Wow. What's that doing to people across the country? Yeah, I know. The kids. Oh, the poor kids. Well, I don't want to launch into my screen. How much time do I have, Michael? 
got about 30 seconds here. You're, you remember when our old boss, Dennis, told us that saying something to a single person on the air was an FCC violation? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to violate it again. Private message to Matt, the animal trapper guy. Matt, I've screwed my courage to the sticking place. I'm going to go after the mole again today. The mole is back, and he's doing more damage than ever. But the neighborhood coyote you just let run free is a menace. Well, he's not digging up my yard. Uh, he digs up my yard, I'll shoot him. Eat your children, your cats. He hasn't eaten my children. <laughs> and I have no cats. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Man, we have a lot of good podcasts there for you. Oh, let's see. What else? The uh, wildly popular Jerry Nadler did he poo himself video, among other things. That's eh, I'm not proud of that one. Oh, that great <laughs> letter from a California principal saying, get the kids back in school. That's at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something over the weekend that we ought to be talking about, email it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm going to do the Benadryl Challenge. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.